Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Have you been looking for old episodes of Smodcast or Jay and Silent Bob Get Old or classics like Plus One or Fat Man on Batman? Well, join the fucking club, man. When I say that, I mean that Kevin Smith Club. That's right. We are kicking open the doors of our beta version of that Kevin Smith Club, the exclusive home of the Smodcast Audio Archive and that Kevin Smith Stonian Screening Room, man. This is the place where you can go to listen to oodles of audio, both old and new and commercial free. Want to watch cartoons, movies, and live shows, some of which have never been seen before? That Kevin Smith Club is the place to be. You could be a clerk. You could be a mall rat. You could be a fun employee, or you could be a yoga hoser. But you'll have access to lots and lots of stuff that I've been saying since February 2007. I've been making podcasts, man. We used to store the library behind the Stitcher walls. Now we got our own thing. That Kevin Smith Club. This is where you can come listen to the old stuff, hear all the brand new stuff, including brand new shows like Wake and Bake with me and Plus One 2020 and Silent Bob Speaks, as well as all your old favorites. Podcast, Jane, Silent Bob, Get Old, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs, Highlands, A Peephole History, Smoothie Makers, Smith Interview, and so much more, man. This is what you've been looking for. I've been getting lots of tweets since the quarantine kicked up and going, hey, where's all the old episodes of this? Blah, blah, blah. Used to be on Stitcher. What happened? Now, it's at That Kevin Smith Club. If you ever want to club That Kevin Smith, well, now is your chance. Go to ThatKevinSmithClub.com and get in the audio orgy right now, kids. That Kevin Smith Club. <laughs> it is... Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, look at us here in this coming villainy cantina. That can only mean one thing. What? That's when we go, hey, welcome to Fat Man Beyond. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernard. Hey, Hey! it's a celebration, bitches, because we're here to talk about uh, the Snyder Cut, Justice League Snyder Cut. We're here to talk about many things before we dive into any of it. Yes. Public service announcement. Kids, do you like Mark Bernard in here? Hi, guys. Uh, Do you like listening to good old Mark Bernard speak? We all do. Uh, Mark Bernard, and every week you tune into the show to hear him talk about uh, writing and being a good ass writer and how writing good is is good for writers and stuff stuff like that. Obviously, I'm trying to find this thing. Okay, <laughs> I this week, uh, just last weekend, uh, did this thing for the Hero Initiative. Yeah, you see where this is going. I do. Uh, which was bliss. Uh, the Hero Initiative, of course, is an organization. My friend Jim McLaughlin, uh, if he didn't single-handedly put it together, mm. helped put it together. I'm pretty sure he was the the guy. The driving force. The driving force. And the idea is, uh, you know, uh, the, the Hero Initiative was set up for uh, people, pros who work in the industry, comic book industry, who have perhaps fallen on financially hard times or need some bills paid or something like that. Jim's, and this charity goes back. It does. 10, 15 years, yeah, probably. Because there's no pension for these guys who do this work. There's no union taking care of cartoonists or writers or inkers or pencilers. And so when those guys get old or retired or sick or whatever, you know, either they just have their savings to mm-hmm. lean back on or they have nothing to lean back on. And so the Hero Initiative kind of steps in and helps to ease some of those burdens. I just read your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so true so, so awesome so true <laughs> profound um the hero uh initiative a wonderful organization uh that you know is a way for fans who grew up with this shit and and obviously it still matters to us we're still talking about it um in the case of me and mark not only do are we fans of it like 
this is what we do on fat man beyond if we didn't have that we wouldn't have a fucking show and stuff like that so like to give back to the storytellers of our youth uh the people who told us the stories that captured our imagination and made us become comic book fans in the first place hero initiative is a nice way to pay those cats back so i did a um a q and a Q&A type thing for zoom on saturday <clears throat> and it was the past saturday just passed where it was me and six or maybe seven people who had like paid money donated money to the hero initiative for like you know to sit there with an hour and chit chat whatnot it was fun as fuck i you know i enjoyed listening to myself speak and i had a captive audience of people asking me things about kevin smith my favorite subject <laughs> in the world so uh, this I can't, uh, the people who went and did it with me seemed to have a great time, felt like it was money well spent and money for a good cause to the Hero Initiative. Mm-hmm. I know a guy. Do you now? Who's doing one of these next. I am. Shit, I give it away. Spoilers. Fuck, you were doing a whole thing. Mark Bernardin's <laughs> doing it next, man. And you could go right now to heroinitiative.org and you can uh, sign up to be a Q, have a Q&A and chat with writer mark bernardin man hey. you could talk to him about his entire career or you could just be like what's kevin smell like <laughs> um weed. or i'll save your 75 bucks he smells like weed and dreams <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> but you could have guessed that um what a great cause what a great guy how many slots we got i think there's like two slots left we're selling them tonight kids it's happening right here during this show because i promise you we got some show for you tonight and the least you could do is buy the last two slots at Mark's table, man. Come hang out with me. Yeah, come hang out. When are you doing it? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday Shit. after um, after Memorial Day. It's a good time, man. It's kind of like this Q&A like that we do on Fat Man Beyond, but it's just Mark and not me going, um, I don't know, Mark, go first. <laughs> <laughs> so, you take this one. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's just like having Fat Man Beyond in your home with the smarter, less irritating half of the show. Uh, Go to heroinitiative.org. We'll be checking in throughout the evening. Those seats better go. If you're watching the show, heavens, think about some alone time with him. This is where Mark takes you back into the champagne room. Hey, now. And you know what happens to the champagne room. All the sex in the champagne room. (laughs) I almost lost that one. You heard it here first. You're going to have sex with Mark Bernard. It's, it's going to be like a cam girl session, but I'm your cam girl. Virtually. <laughs> Don't forget to tip them. Um, okay. Well, speaking of charities. Yes. I got, I got another charity I want to talk about. Oh, my God. We led with that one, but we buried the lead. This is fascinating. It, you know. I don't know what this sensation is very often where periodically I'm reading something. I'm like, I know this guy <laughs> that happened this, this week. Mark created a brilliant charity and a brilliant idea for it. tell them what it is it's called the plague nerdologues it is a series of your favorite genre nerd actors doing uh, monologues from your favorite nerd movies and or tv shows so it's people like jonathan frakes doing the captain kirk eulogy from star trek wrath of khan it's uh it's trisha helfer doing the bill speech about superman from kill bill volume two it's uh it's fuck my two my other two favorites Phil Lamar as Samurai Jack, a character he voiced, yes. doing Inigo Montoya from Princess Bride. So not sounding like my name. Hello. Hello. My, my name, name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> but he's doing it in the voice of, of Samurai, Samurai Jack. Jack. 
Brilliant. Which is kind of great. And uh, the original Thanos from the, the Avengers film, a fellow named Damien Portier, was the dude who, in the end of Avengers, it's, I want to court death. He's a guy on the giant throne there. Was replaced later on by, uh, by that Brolin kid. <laughs> but um, but he, I got him to do the, uh, the, the Thanos endgame speech. So it's like the OG Thanos getting to finally close the book. That is fucking sweet, man. It's pretty dope. And he kills it. And it's, it's a lot of that. And the whole thing is you go to theplaguenerdologues.com. Um, you'll see a trailer for it. You click on a button. Any donation will do. It, all the funds are going to, straight to the, the No Kid Hungry um, charity. And all they do is they make sure that children, especially now, get fed. Children from lower income places, children from you know in the middle of the wild who just don't have whatever it is. It makes sure that people are fed at a time when feeding people is harder than ever. And, uh, and then you get shunted to a giant gallery page filled and filled and filled with monologues. I've seen the page. I can vouch for it. It's, uh, it, it was a thing that I just, I have a bunch of actor friends who are currently sitting at home not doing very much of anything. And all of them have expertise in taping themselves for auditions. Ah, self-tapes. That's right. Self-tapes. It's like, hey, could you do one of these <clears throat> for me? And so many people just raised a hand and said, yes, I will, that it's, uh, it's humbling to say the least. And, uh, and, and our man Kev has decided, he was like, I saw this thing, man. I, I'll have you know, I too am a genre actor. See, you're, you're very kind <laughs> to say. My man Kev has decided, Mark, you know, I, I saw this thing on, what was it, Variety? Yeah. <clears throat> and I texted it to Mark. And I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Congrats. And then uh, he was like, thanks. It's fun. And then I was like, you know, some <laughs> would consider me a genre <laughs> actor as well. And he goes... I asked you. I told you about it last week at the bar. You knew about this. And I was like, did I? He said, yeah. And but so that was, that was a particularly stony week. It was. Like, I, like, you might have to drive, man. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't sink in. I was just like, wait, this is you? Wait, you told me about this. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do one as well, which is a little scary because I'm nobody's actor. But the list, who collected the list? Uh, I did. You compiled it? I compiled the list. The list is uh, life, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's that simple. I don't know how else to say it. I could have saved one more nerd <laughs> with this cufflink. <laughs> so beautiful. Um, for that reason alone, I'm going to shoot mine in black and white. Um, it was a, a list of like every childhood and adulthood memory of wonder from a movie or TV show where you were like, oh, 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 and broken into heroes villains villains and then like in the gray yeah so it was like, it was comprehensive so i looked through and there was one uh that was uh alfred's speech mm -hmm. and mark is like that'd be good for you and then i kept looking i found something else i said no it's this it's this so <laughs> what's perfect it's yeah i i think i honestly feel like i'm gonna rock it because when i was doing it like rehearsing it after like after i got off chatting with mark I was like, oh, I, I just wrote a check. I wonder if my ass can cash it. <laughs> and, and I tried to do the monologue, and it made me cry while I was oh, doing it. So I was like, if I can duplicate that on camera, I'm going to blow off Trisha Helfer off the fucking screen because I bet yeah. you she don't cry in her monologue. You know who does, though? Who? Rekha Sharma. Do, as what? Um, she's doing the... Remember in V for Vendetta when V gets that letter from the other woman who's in the other side of the cell? Valerie, yeah. her name is. Everybody's name has to have a V. And it's all about how, like, she was, you know, young and living in Berlin and, like, she fell in love and she was a filmmaker and they made these movies and then they took me away. They arrested me because I was gay. And, and it's just this 
it's a six minute speech about like this very torrid love affair that gets demolished by a totalitarian regime that has no room for the people who are different and uh and she loses it like you could just see it in the middle of it like tears and it's very up close and it's it looks like she's in a prison cell because she's i don't know where she's living right now but sheltering in place clearly but um but yeah no she she uh, cried she cried so the, well the, the gauntlet's been thrown down what's her name Reka Sharma. I'm coming, Reka. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming cr- for you. My tears are coming for you, Reka. There Reka. is no tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Thank you. You heard him. She's like, Mark, why are you helping? <laughs> Don't help him come for me. <laughs> um, that What a brilliant idea. How awesome. And how, so how does, we, the charity is that you got to pay to get in that site. Right. You pay, and what, like the minimum is 10 bucks. You can pay as much as you want, but the, the, the floor is $10. And then you can watch all of them. You can watch are. all of them in perpetuity, like as they get updated, like just keep visiting, keep coming back, keep watching. Um, who built the website? Uh, a fellow named Hannibal Taboo built know, the website. Hannibal. <laughs> um, um, that, how awesome, man. Yeah, it was, you know, I, I had been sitting here like I think many of us have. Like, how can I do something beyond write a check or donate some money? How can I? How can I use the 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 currency, the coin of the, of my realm? Yes, which is nerds and nerddom. And how can we all do something together that might make a difference? And in like three days, we raised like five grand for No Kid Hungry. So thank you everybody who's donated already. And if you haven't, you know, get get give a look. Give a look to the trailer. You know who else is in there? Tell David Desmalchin. Dave Desmalchin? Dave Desmalchin. My do, hero. Who does the uh, the Roy Batty speech from Blade Runner. Tears and Rain? Time to Die. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. He's such a great actor, too. Have and you been reading his Count Crowley? Um, I read the first issue. I haven't read the other Great book. Is it? Cool. It's a great idea, and he's going to, like, it'll translate incredibly well. Mm. Like, he's smart. He built a thing, and now he can go make a thing. Smart um, but it's all. But it's made by a fan. You can tell somebody who's been, like, reading their whole lives mm. and stuff, and very very good um how awesome that he did one as well and he was literally the first one that showed up it was like hey i'd love to do one what should i do and he looked at the list i want to do that one and then like a day later it was the first one i got that's class second one cameron cuff get right out of here man oh he was here he was he stood on that wall he stood on that wall told us all about krypton and the speech he does what does he do he does jor-el from superman the mice, the father they can becomes be a great people, Kyle. Really? If, if only you let them. If only you trust them. That's going to make me cry. It's so good. Oh, my God. Give it up for Mark. What a great idea, man. Fun, fun, fun. That is so fucking beautiful. Uh, where can they go? Give them the address. Theplaguenerdologues.com. Um, or hit my Twitter. Um, it's, it's the pinned tweet on the top. So, get First one you see when you get to the site, because he don't do them alphabetically. He does them in order of importance. People that shine. <laughs> Victor Garber (laughs) (laughs) reading uh, the I am God speech from Malice. It is fucking amazing. He outdoes Baldwin. He he really does. I said, Mark, funny, funny. I I didn't know that you knew Mark Victor Garber. And he said, yeah, he's a buddy of mine. And I said, can you reach out to him for me? And Mark was like, please don't ask me to do that. I can't. (laughs) Don't, Don't make me compromise my integrity for this. Um, all right, man. So that's fucking awesome. There's two ways to support uh, charities involving Mark Bernard this week. Look how busy you are. And uh, shit. You know, doing my best, man. Not content to have fucking hamburger charts and chicken charts. <laughs> <laughs> Fights with your kid at fast food restaurants. What? What? <laughs> this one's better. <laughs> um, that's beautiful. That's awesome. And a geek using his geek creds and the bona fides. Yeah. Pulling other geeks, four geeks to watch something raise money. 
for real people who aren't geeks. Maybe some are geeks. We don't I, know. Yeah, I hope so. I hope, I, hope so. I hope they're young geeks. Young geeks in training. Apparently, we have an agenda. <laughs> Mark's like, this money goes to only geeks. <laughs> yeah, but there's so many hungry. Ah, but... Right to the geeks. <laughs> Can you quote for me the fear of litany? <laughs> from Dune? Then so you can have. Yeah, then you're going to have. They're like, he's got, he has a good heart, but it's it's also a bad heart at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> he looks after his own. Um <laughs> Here we are in a, a moment of uh, great jubilation and triumph across the internet. Happiness throughout the land, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in this dark time of of quarantine and COVID-19 uh, corona nonsense and whatnot. And when I say nonsense, I don't mean it's fake. I mean, like, fucking all the nonsense we have to deal with. Um, a little good news popped up. One of those stories where you're like, holy crap, uh, is it true? And it was true. Um, this week... Uh, what was it the other day? The it other morning. Like, it was Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Yeah. This is an odd time too. It was like eight a.m. or nine a.m. in the morning. Zach uh, Snyder, director of Man of Steel, director of many movies, but for the DC universe, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and for a long time, Justice League. Mm. Uh, and he is the credited director on Justice League, right? Like he is. Yes. His name is on. <clears throat> um. We all know. Why am I burying the lead and retelling this as if like people are watching this a hundred years in the future going, <laughs> what happened? We all know what happened. Explain to me how 2020 worked. Exactly. Well, it, it was, was weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Weird. <laughs> we finally figured out we were in a simulation. Um, <laughs> Zach announced during a live uh, screening, a live tweeting screening or a live watch along screening, streaming screen, live streaming screen, you know, whatever, all those words that mean he watched a movie and everyone watched it with him online. Mm. Um, over that one service he loves to death, Vero. I think so. Which I um, think is run by like Russian, um, like weapons dealers, maybe. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? I I know it's like a bunch of Russians. I know it's kind of dodgy, um, but it's uh, but dodgy the way that like Avi Arad was a little dodgy. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Wildly right. slandering people. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere, Avi Rod's like, why are you even bringing me up in this <laughs> Zack Snyder story? He's the one you should kill now. <laughs> if Mark don't make it to the end of the show, if you see a red dot hit his forehead, <laughs> you're going to know what happened and stuff. I'm just going to keep talking like nothing happened. Anyway, we're very happy. Moving on. Um, the Snyder Cut. Released the Snyder Cut was a hashtag online for... What felt like a millennium? Um, at least two years. I was think. it really? Yeah. It, it, it started almost, let's see, according, according to my research, um, Justice League opened on November 17th of 2017, and like a week after the release, there was already a change.org petition for Warner Brothers to release Snyder's version that had already had 100,000 signatures. Wow. So the, the, the sort of <laughs> fan movement that had been sort of rallied under the release the Snyder Cut banner has been going strong for a couple of years now. <laughs> so much so that they have, was a billboard or a skywriter at San Diego Comic-Con? Yeah, or they, something? they had a Times Square billboard. <coughs> wow. And they had a, a skywriter at, I'm not sure which con it was, but definitely in the last couple of years. Um, all of this, uh, we talked about it here on the show many times. Mm -hmm. uh, Jamie Cattier's, uh, you know, went to a test screening one time. She filled this in on a bunch of shit that she saw that wasn't in the movie. We talked about um, the cats that I met on the set of uh, Rise of Skywalker who worked on Justice League, both versions, and 
special effects team who described a bunch of scenes and, and said like, Hey man, it was epic and stuff. And what you got was not what it was. So we've been talking about it for years, <clears throat> but there's been a mobilization of people online. I mean, somebody had to pay for a billboard. That shit is not fucking free. It's like $40,000 a month minimum in times square. Probably way more than that. Yeah. That's my guess. Um, some people, you know, would be like, it's all for naught. It's never going to happen and blah, blah, blah. And we talked about like, uh, you know, uh, th- there is not a cut that like one would think of. You could pop up online that somebody could watch. Somebody described it in a story as a, it was like a car with no panels or windows or body. Right. You could tell what it's intended to be like, oh, yes, this will be a car. Right. It's but recognizably it's, as a car, but you couldn't tell what make, what model, whether it had, you know. Meaning tons of green screen, tons of like unfinished effects and whatnot. And then also from the story that came out, I think in Boris Kitt's story in yeah, the Hollywood Reporter report. today. And Boris Kitt, like he was the one that broke the story about yeah. Zach stepping away or what we were told was Zach stepping away <clears throat> from Justice League <clears throat> originally back in the day. But in that story, Zach's who says he's never seen mm-hmm. the theatrical release of Justice League. Based on what he's heard from others and had it described to him, he said, we have only seen a quarter of the movie that he made. Right. So that's saying a lot more of Justice League was reshot than we were told at the beginning. At the beginning, it was like, oh, he's finishing up. Yeah, I mean, it, it It definitely seemed, from what I remember, like going back to, to the reporting at the time, like there was a bunch of, like Vulture did a lot of deep dives into it. I think Abraham Reisman was like on set or something like that. And like they brought Joss in to do a considerable amount of work um, because I think the time was that, that you know, Zach... <laughs> it was after Batman v Superman. After Batman v Superman came out and the response to that and, and the dourness of that film... Um, you know, and then Zach screened, I think, what at the time was something like a three and a half or a four hour cut of what his movie was going to be. Lots right. of storyboards and animatics and and what have you. But this is the version that I want. And uh, and Warner Which Brothers apparently close to four hours. Yeah, close to four hours. And mm-hmm. Warner Brothers wasn't happy with it at the time. And and they asked Zach to make some changes. And then Zach had a dire family emergency, like, you know, which he spoke about. Like, it's not like we're telling stories at a school. He lost a daughter. Yes. But he lost his daughter. Heartbreaking. And so, like, he had to circle his own personal emotional wagons and his family wagons. And like, listen, I can't I can't make this movie and deal with this tragedy. Mm. Um, and I, I, I got to do what's right for my family. And so I'm going to step back. And mm. so that's when Warner Brothers went to Joss and said, hey, here, here's the chassis that we have. Here's the framework that we have. But here's some things we want to be different. And so Joss went and, and reshot or additionally shot or, or, you know, contributed in some fashion to what seems to be a vastly different film. That's that being the point is that like the, you know, it's one thing to finish a movie or one thing to add some, it's, it sounds like it changed the movie, not just the tone of the movie, the mm-hmm. plot of the movie, where it was going. I mean, we've seen Zach talk about like, so I don't think spoilers if you don't want to know anything about this and whatnot, but, He's spoken about how Batman was meant to die at the end of Justice League. Mm. So that's a vastly different movie than the one we right. saw. Well, it was also supposed to be the first of like a trilogy, right? Or no, two-parter with a dark side showing up. Right. Um, and all these bits and pieces that we pieced together over the years and whatnot. 
coalesced into uh, he announced during that Man of Steel screening that HBO Max is doing Justice League, that what they're now calling Zack Snyder's Justice League, mm-hmm. where they're giving him the money to finish the movie. Something that I'm not we're we're not taking credit, obviously, but we talked about this on the show months mm-hmm. ago, going like HBO Max, man, that's what they should do, go right there. And apparently, I don't know when we talked about it, but in November, November mm-hmm. of last year, 2019, they reached out to Zach, yeah. and they were like Toby Emmerich. Um, I guess who's at mm. Warner Bros. And they were like, "Hey, man, there's a lot of attention on this. There's obviously there's an audience for this. They want it. So, would you guys ever be interested? Could you imagine being Zack Snyder and getting that fucking call where they're like, "Would you be interested? Like, would I? Bam, here it is. Let's go. I've been waiting for this fucking phone call. A phone call he never thought he'd get. Man, finally got. And now they're gonna do." Snyder Cut Justice League, man. Right. And it's unclear if it's going to be just the full four hours as a feature film or if they're going to break it up into separate chunks. I hope they break it up into chapters. Milk yeah. it. Like, make it that whole month and release one piece a week or something like that. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, Zach had mentioned, in, at least in the piece, that he had had ideas about chapters of it and cliffhangers and, you know, treating it a bit like a maxi series unless it's a singular movie. Right. Um, That's fantastic. Like, I'm in. Are you kidding me? Like... <clears throat> this to me is best case well best case scenario they didn't fuck with this movie and went and did what it did but they did and it did and here we are but now suddenly we're in this world where you know you can see some shit that you weren't ever gonna see like we're getting to see a movie that was never gonna see the light of day and like fandom led the charge on it and if it starts there where does it go do we eventually you know get to see I saw, you know, uh, release the air cut mm-hmm. of Suicide Squad. Right. Why not? Like, and in that case, it's that was less of a like, it's an unfinished movie. They could probably put together. He probably has a cut on his avid somewhere yeah. or whatever his system is and put together another cut of that movie and like put him up on HBO Max. Like, it's a great driver for another. I don't know if you could trace a stream of revenue in this way, but if it's going to pump subscriptions which i have to imagine if there were that many people to make that much noise about release the snyder cut that's got to translate to a bunch of subscriptions right like maybe i mean it's unclear if if, it's unclear how many people that is you know hundred thousand signatures on that change.org after five days is a decent number of people but not enough to drive an audience to do anything really you know, like I remember when when we first started getting comic book movies for real. Right. And it was like, man, they got to be true to the comics because otherwise the comics audience isn't going to go see it. And it's like, you think that they give a shit if the 200,000 people who buy Batman every week don't get a Batman they recognize? No, they're more concerned about the 50 million people who might go see a Batman movie. You know, like, oh, I've heard of him. He's a, <laughs> he's a man. That's a bat, right? Right. You know, like they would like to have you, but they don't need you to be there. It's true. You know, I felt that for years. <laughs> and it's also unclear, you know, just how much of the fandom this is, if this is an incredibly vocal minority, or if there's a bigger slice of the demographics that's actually this is a thing that we want. Um here's the here's the bottom line. This is probably the most attention that HBO Max has had since they announced HBO Max. Um or did they get more attention for being like, We got friends! We got friends! Yeah, you know, it's entirely possible that that this is the loudest that it's been, 
but it's also unclear if it's the loudest in our particular world biosphere oh my god you're so smart that's true i always like i'm, I'm biased because i'm like well i read the news but that news is like algorithm to what right. i read <laughs> like it's trending for you yeah I, yes <laughs> you know how i figured that out mark one day i saw an article about kevin smith on comicbook.com <laughs> and i was like i'm trending and i went and told my wife she's like no you're not and i was like but in my and then i looked and i was like oh it's news for me. My app knows I like me. Fuck. <laughs> you don't say. Damn it. Um, yeah, it seems like big news. It got covered everywhere. Um, and it, that's got to fucking be good things for HBO Max. Um, for me as a creative, it's nice to see like somebody get their movie back. These uh, The Zack Snyder flicks, I've, I've not always been like the biggest flag waver on. But I've always been a big flag waver on the fact that, like, let him finish. He's telling a fucking story. Like, and when we heard what Justice League could have been, I was like, that sounded fucking dope, man. Like, I would love to fucking see that stuff. So I'm just happy for him because, you know, the dude had something. They kind of took it away from him. Well, he left. Or did he? Like, that's my question. I mean, I, the story on the record is. Right. And we can only go by what is on the record, which right. he has said, which Warner Brothers has said, right. is in the wake of a devastating emotional tragedy for right. his family, he stepped away from the film. And then they brought in somebody to finish what he started. And it's not, at least that narrative is not, we took the movie from him, it's he couldn't do the job anymore for reasons that are thoroughly understandable and incredibly sympathetic. Right. But, you know, he was he was emotionally compromised and, like, couldn't be on a set directing people for 14 Understandably. hours a day. And like, totally. Like, and I get it. But but I just think the narrative of they stole it and they, they monkeyed with it is a little disingenuous if that is the truth of what happened. If that's not the truth of what happened, which we have no way of knowing, then why... Like, here's the thing. <clears throat> and again, this is reading between the lines. I don't know anything. But why would he have not seen it? You know what I'm saying? Like, he has gone out of his way to make it very clear that he has never seen the Joss Whedon Justice League. And there's been a few, like, kind of throwing shade moments mm -hmm. over the years. So I, you know, I, I, I got the impression, and maybe it's just me, that it wasn't all as amicable. That's all that. It might not have been, but it like I I was on the first season of a TV show called Alphas, and I was uh, I didn't come back for the second season, and that decision was not entirely mine. I've never seen the second season, like, and I don't think I ever will because it's like some dude's kissing my wife. Is that right? <laughs> it's so it's that feeling of like uh, is I remember I did the pilot for Reaper, and then I didn't have any problem watching like the second episode or the like the first non-pilot yeah. episode i wasn't like oh um because it also, wasn't mine to begin with was, but alpha's what you worked on from the but jump. it wasn't mine either like i didn't create the show right but it's also i can also understand that there are a lot of emotions wrapped up in justice league for him and even looking at that movie like when i got fired from playboy i didn't want to drive by the building <laughs> really because it was very much like that's like where my girlfriend lives and i don't want to go by there it's weird like this personal just like it's you get shitty about it I don't know. I'm trying to remember if I've ever gotten fired from something and I cared. 
<laughs> I mean, like when I was a kid, I would care just because I was like, oh, fuck. I'm, my mom's going to yell at me. And she did. Why did you get fired? Mm. Like your brother never gets fired. And, but that was the only reason. Like losing a job, I wasn't like, oh, man. Um, that's interesting. I hadn't... Yeah. Like I just think that, that there might be much more to it than just it's not the movie that I set out to make. Right. It's also completely tied in with this just dire emotional devastation of which this is an avatar that every time I see it passing by, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the time I had to walk away from the movie because I lost my kid. It's very true. I hadn't even I hadn't factored that necessarily. I was thinking like he was just like, I don't want to watch that movie. Yeah. It Which could also be that. Anymore. Yeah. And it could be that as well. But yeah, it could be everything. But he's heading back into it. Thank he's you. heading back into it. He's getting under the hood. And... I, I couldn't be happier for this kid, man. A kid. He's older than me. He's always <laughs> been such a nice guy and stuff. And again, like, you know, his vision for the DCU is very got a damn wrong, you know, very big and very like serious and epic. And um but I'm happy to see him fucking finish his song. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, it fucking means something to him. How many people can you say that about? Like, people who come in and, you know, make flicks, period, let alone comic book movies, particularly back in the day. We, you know, now we grew up with Marvel movies in this era, but we grew up where in superhero movie era where, like, people didn't necessarily know what was this guy? Can I just put the skull on the Punisher's knife? Is that enough? He doesn't need a big skull on his chest, does he? It's goofy. So to have somebody be so like, no, this is how I see these characters and this is real and this is like intense. And, you know, it's you don't see that kind of commitment to material uh, very often. And he carried a torch for it, it felt like, for a while and now gets like rewarded. Like he didn't seem to drive any of this. That's the one thing is clear. And if you're right about it being like, you know, kind of, way emotional for him to dive into why would he even go near it why would he entertain notions of this sort of thing but i guess the notions came more from the audience right because fan base started talking about it and saying like release the snyder cut and he would throw out tidbits now and then but you know he was never the guy the conductor on the release the snyder cut train no no he wasn't at all like it you know he he didn't he didn't derail the train. In Not any at way. all. He never wanted to get in the way of the train, you know, which I think is which I think is admirable. Um, the 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 part of this that hold that thought. Oh yes, let's let's we have a continue our celebration. Of <laughs> how the do you Snyder how cut. do you know where I'm going to go? Because <laughs> I've stood next to you for many years, Mark. <laughs> so you, you know that look when when I tip my head to the side and like. <laughs> Well, <laughs> on the other hand, but before we get there, ladies and gentlemen, mm. um, it is a fucking huge day for the Internet. It's a huge day for DC fans. Um, I know there's a, another way to look at this, and we'll talk about that <laughs> later on and stuff. But, uh, you know, as, as a show called Fat Man Beyond, like where we talked about many times, fuck, it'd be great to see that. We are getting to see it, man. I am super curious to see it. I, I'm, I can't wait. And, and you know, just to watch, like, I was buying HBO Max anyway. Mm. But, like, on top of it, like, to know that this sounds so fucking corny because I'm not, like, I ain't in the dude's league. But to know a fellow creative gets to complete their vision, I don't know. There's something really wonderful about that. Now, there's all sorts of mechanics to it. Like, how much is this going to cost? And they're saying like 20 to 30 million bucks. Right. Um, and there's like actual photography that needs to be done. And Zach has apparently reached out to the entire cast to see if they would be willing to come back and, and you know, put on the costume. I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, 
that Henry Cavill still has a mustache. Nah. <laughs> That they need to CG off because the continuity wise, they got to keep it the same. So true. My God, just for that alone. (laughs) Think of all the comparison memes that are going to come out of this. I mean, I want the mustache cut. I hope that part of this is the the mustache cut. There you go. Release the mustache cut. (laughs) That's nice. I want the butthole cut. Mustache (laughs) cut. Um, It is, uh, it's a very cool day for those who uh, were involved with the Zack Snyder. DC Universe and stuff, which you know, I read an article. I guess it was in Worst Worst Kids piece where he talked about like, look, man, like Aquaman and Wonder Woman, inarguably came from Zack Snyder mm-hmm. and both went on to be billion dollar franchises. Yeah. You know, so it's not like the dude's not without a golden touch for heaven's sakes. Like you know, he's it's he he makes big movies that make money, a la three hundred and and uh man of steel and whatnot and even dawn of the uh, dead which that yeah. these articles reminded me he's working on army of the dead army of the dead which yeah. is what a netflix thing mm-hmm. and that's him returning like to the genre that he had been in that's where we first got to know him was yeah that. i mean he did commercials but that was his feature debut was dawn of the dead so yeah. it's you know good for him man he's got like this ain't the only thing but no. now this is a wonderful thing that comes into his life and, and stuff like that. But I, I, t- I look forward to that. When I was reading all the articles, I was like, oh, fuck, we're going to see another Dawn of the Dead movie with this mm. guy. Um, huge news. Uh, and so, you know, we've been having guests here on the show uh, on Fat Man Beyond the last few weeks. And so I was like, maybe we could push the edge of the envelope and see if we can get another guest. And I reached out to someone uh, who definitely has feelings on the subject of the Snyder cut and uh, justice league and whatnot and said, uh, Hey man, we do this thing. Can you stream like around eight o'clock? And uh, he was like, that's when I put my kid to bed and stuff. Can I send you a greeting, a video? I said, Oh my God, that's lovely. So uh, we rarely pull it up. We rarely get a chance to do this ladies and gentlemen, but uh, Let's go to a clip. <laughs> yeah, we never do that either. Uh, checking in. From, you know, what looks like a very casual rooftop in Gotham City. Um, I asked uh, my good friend Batman what he thought about uh, all this uh, Snyder Cut Justice League stuff. And uh, he couldn't be reached, but he said Ben Affleck in his place. I just want to say, I'm sorry I couldn't make it on there live, but uh, I'm very excited that Zach's getting a chance to finally see his vision realized. Uh, I think it's a great thing. I'm really excited for the fans to get to see it. And I want to say thank you to the fans because it was their enthusiasm and their passion that made it happen. Without fan support, uh, I don't think it ever happened. And uh, I love Zach and, and I love his version of the movie and I look forward to everyone getting a chance to see it. What up, Smith? I'm the bomb and phantoms, I'm gonna say. He is the, the bomb, bomb and phantoms, phantoms yo. <laughs> um, how sweet, man. Batman checking in, giving mm. his shout out. He stood by his man like from the jump. He's mm. been a big Zach supporter uh, from the get go. And uh, how nice shouting out fandom and Indeed. stuff. Recognizing that that's the driver here. Like, honestly, it don't happen in these stories, like uh, the, in the story that Boris Kitt wrote uh, in The Hollywood Reporter. Toby Emmerich calls up Zach, and it's not like we felt bad. 
<laughs> he called him up going like people are paying attention to this this there is real the hype is real there's like people are wanting this so would mm. you so that was driven by intense fan chatter like mm -hmm. the, you know fans brought this on and stuff like that so where else can fandom take things what else can fandom <laughs> change mark <laughs> Uh, well, you know, in a world, I mean, in a world of cancel culture, this was nice. Like they didn't cancel something. They didn't cancel something. I mean, something well, got renewed. True. They, they canceled Joss Whedon's version of it. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. He was, he took it kind of hard. Yes. Not him. He didn't take yeah. it hard personally, but I saw he was trending. I was like, what happened? And he was trending because people were like, sorry, Joss. Yeah. Whoops. I mean, I doubt he. I mean, I don't know him, but no. like, do you think he cares? Like he doesn't care. The Avengers. That doesn't yeah, change anything. It, it does. He doesn't care, and he, you know, was still part of the team that, along with Zach, to be fair, delivered a seven hundred million dollar worldwide grossing movie. Like, it's not as if like it was, it underperformed as far as people expected, but it wasn't like a catastrophic disaster either. Right. Um, I mean, my 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 biggest concern, if there is a concern that I have, and I do, because you know me. Um, <laughs> Is that after we heard from Batman, now we hear from Ra's al Ghul over here. Yeah. <laughs> Some men just want to watch the world burn. Echo terrorists <laughs> is just going to tear it all down. Go ahead. Um, I, th I think the thing that, that, that I've come to learn about fandom, being a fan, fandom in general, is that sometimes, most times, almost every time, it's better if we don't get what we want. Because... That is not what being a fan of things is about. It's not what being a consumer of art is about. We don't get to dictate the art that we get. We get to be the receiver of the art that we get. And even when there's something that we love and we've devoted time and energy and passion to, we, we need to reserve the rights to be surprised by it. Mm -hmm. And giving us what we want and what we expect is never the path to being surprised by things. You know, like... I, I could have told you nine different ways I thought Endgame was going to end. Right. Um, I would never have told you that, spoilers, Tony Stark dying would have been one of them. Right. I never could have told you that the portal sequence would have been one of them. I never could have told you that Cap picking up Meow 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 would have been one of them. Those are all things that I didn't know that I wanted that I got. Motherfucking huge stan of Cat Dennings over there. <laughs> Ever ready to whip out that Meow Meow, meow, meow. reference. <laughs> I mean, you you as a reader of Game of Thrones would never have asked for the Red Wedding, but it's necessary. Like, it's a thing that you didn't want, but you didn't know that you needed. Okay. And I think that that fandom in any way getting to be behind the wheel of something mm -hmm. is somewhat dangerous. Um, and that studios, to any degree beyond um, courting the support, but rather bowing to their demands in a way, feels... Um, that way lies madness. This, to me, I appreciate that, but this to me feels like, is it that different from uh, Family Guy airs, mm -hmm. Family Guy gets canceled. Mm -hmm. Family Guy picks up an audience on DVD. Fox says, hey, let's do Family Guy again. And it comes back to life. This feels like that, except nobody has spent any money yet. I mean, they spent money on a billboard and shit. But it's not like fandom put down a bunch of bucks and then the studio was like, all right, let's do it again. But close. Like people, they heard from the audience, oh, they want more of this. Like we were, we're, we get, I mean, look, let's, 
be cold about it. No corporation is doing anything out of the kindness of its fucking heart. Nope. They're not like, we want them to have what they've never had. <laughs> you know, they say that, but then the fucking addendum is, we want them to have what they didn't have for a price. You know, they, they want to be able to sell it. So is it any different than, you know, when an audience saves a show, like when they fucking send bags of peanuts to whatever that show was called or whatever the fuck. Um, you know, when 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 a voice fandom cries out, it's it's not the first time is what I'm saying. It's definitely the first time for a very specific situation where it's like fandom's now going to see a movie it never got to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but fandom or let's just call it the audience has always been a driver. Like, that's why they make sequels, you know, because it's like, well, they like the thing. They'll like more of a thing. They'll they like more of They like it true but I, I i do think that the audience that is asking for this is not the majority it's the minority um very vocal minority and i don't know what the percentages of that minority are i don't know if it's 10 percent of the people who went to go see justice league i don't know if it's four percent i don't know if it's 50 percent mm-hmm. but it's a it's a it's a certain few who are asking for this and totally like if if warner brothers thinks for a second they can make a dime off of this that will justify them spending 30 million dollars to shoot additional footage and do what seems to be a vast amount of, of digital work on it. They think they can squeeze a red cent out of it. They'll do it. And they probably will, even though they're not quite selling it. They're giving it to you. If you subscribe to HBO max of which which, kind of selling it, kind of selling it, except I would bet that the cross section of this audience who's been asking for it would have already been signed up to HBO Max. True. So how many new converts are you going to get based on the Zack Snyder Justice League? But minus the actual converts, what they can get are profits, proselytizers. People out there going, HBO Max, man. Bunch they gave of people us writing wanted. articles going, HBO Max. They, they're stepping up and doing this Snyder yeah. Cut, like Justice League uh, Snyder Cut. So it feels like... I mean, I guess I would have I felt a little bit better about it. Mm. And it's not that I feel bad about it, because again, glad it's going to exist i'm glad that the people who want to see this are going to get to see it and it's going to mean something to them i'm i'm curious to see what actually you'll watch it i'll watch it i'm curious to see what was going to be in there but i would have felt way better about this if it was zach snyder who'd been calling warner brothers for years saying i want to do this i'm dick donner i want to do my superman too i'm that's true they've this has happened before this is not the first director's cut in the history of the world like we've seen this a zillion times as francis ford coppola saying i got another hundred minutes of apocalypse now let me do this let me give you more lord of the rings because we shot fucking a year's worth of footage that i have these movies could be five hours long if you don't mind the walking (laughs) let me do all of this and like, I, I don't have a problem with that, but that's a filmmaker who's desperately trying to get this done. And by right. hook or by crook, we'll get it done. This is, hey, Zach, uh, we're thinking about doing this. Do you want to do it? And he's like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. You know, which, okay, sure. Probably because, like, here's a cat who, in a million years, didn't dream, like, that call would ever come. You know what I'm saying? I know, but like. like why, and you can't get your hopes up. You can't lobby them you know i mean i don't well, feel making about knocking on every freaking door possible and being told no a bunch of times before you get to do the thing you want to do that you're passionate about doing as opposed to like hey how about this and like yeah okay sure yeah but in, in this case though you're talking about he had that passion knocked mm-hmm. on every door and made a thing but then thing got interrupted mm-hmm. and so now he does like he knocked on those doors and then it was kind of taken away but 
it's poetic and beautiful that fucking life came knocking back and said, mm-hmm. here, fucking second chance. How often do you get a second chance in this world? Yes. Rarely does one ever. No. And, you know, I'm 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 glad for him if it's a thing that he wants, and he seems to want. He seems to want. Like it. once presented with the opportunity, he's grabbed onto it with both hands. And I get that. Um, you know, I will also say that like I um some of the people behind the 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 um release the Snyder Cut movement have not been the coolest dudes, almost entirely dudes, um, to other people on the internet. You know, some of them have been awful to other people on the internet who mm. might be brown or might be female or oh, might be right? both. You know, it it the discourse got very, very ugly very, very quickly and was somewhat unrelenting. Um, you know, to those who would dare voice an opinion about whether or not they liked Justice League or Man of Steel or Oh, being in their cats like yeah. fighting about like I like that movie. People yeah. are like, you're out of your mind. Yes. Yeah. I I don't like that movie. Really? You should get raped a lot. Like, oh that that escalated that quickly. Happened? A lot. You know obviously not you know so like not appropriate. Not not acceptable. Cool. No. Nerds, if this is supposed to be about a thing that you love desperately, does not mean that you have to be shitty about it to the other side. Just you're getting what you want. Um and the the part of me that that cringes a little bit is that part of that community doesn't really they shouldn't get what they want not if you're gonna be this shitty about it how weird in a story about justice league you're worried about justice uh you know fancy that (laughs) (laughs) um it's a great day i feel like for those of us who wanted to see this flick great for zach who wanted to show us this flick um it's a momentous day. It is. It's, it's, it's a cool thing, man. And honestly, like, I never forget standing me on this bar. And I think Jamie was in that booth. So, and she was going like, and then, yeah, there was Dark Side. And I was like, what? What do you mean? She's like, they put up a card and a drawing of Dark Side. And so Dark Side. <laughs> dark Side goes here. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that, I'd watch that. Um, now we're going to get to watch that. Yeah. How awesome is that? And I just like to point out, mm-hmm. it's the first time that Batman's been on Batman Beyond. I know, uh, but you you got that done. It was uh, as we discovered. Your Rolodex has powers. Who knew? <laughs> All this time we could have been having guests. Who knew? Uh, big thanks to Ben for coming in and shouting out fandom and stuff like that, um, and talking about the Snyder Cut at all. Um, How and- long before um, do you think that uh, that Disney decides to animate Colin Trevorrow's script for Episode Nine? Oh, I, I mean, well. Like, if this does well... Yeah. And how do you gauge whether it does well or not, you know? You know, unclear. What's the metric? What's like, the metric? Because it, it's probably not going to be subscribers. It's going to end up being traffic and... And talk and chatter. But And traffic is always proprietary among streaming services. You are absolutely right. There's a world where they can animate Colin Trevorrow's episode nine script, like in a what-if kind right. of project. And, like, do you think that J.J. then gets shitty about that? Because, like, I made episode nine. Like, you hired me to do this. I did it. It made a billion dollars. If I'm JJ and they're like, we're going to do a cartoon version of what episode nine might have been, I'd be like, go ahead. Like, that doesn't bother me in the least. I, I, I got to imagine. I, and I, I know him a little bit. He doesn't seem like kind of, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's not that guy? No. I'm sure he'd be smart enough to be like, look, put my name on it. Give me a percentage. Yeah, what I'm do I Great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking Star Wars forever. Mm. Um, yeah, man. Uh, who knows where this goes? Um uh, Jersey Girl released release the the J Lo cut <laughs> thirty extra minutes on Jersey Girl. 
Um, yeah, man, it's all sorts of uh, sky's the limit at this point. But it happened with Dick Donner's fucking Superman, ironically. It did. 20 um, years later, like 30 years later, he gets to like, get, listen, I swear to God, I got this stuff. Let me do it. Let me give you my version. And they were cutting a new DVD and they said, fuck yeah, let's do that. Crazy. Um, so there it yeah. is, man. We're, I just I just hope that it's not. Um, did you ever see the Pearl Harbor director's cut? There was more of that? Yeah. I yeah. saw it in theaters. And what, what was the director's cut? Another hour or something? Uh, it was easy. Like, I think it tops out at like 350. My favorite fucking Affleck joke about Pearl Harbor was uh, when he first got the script. He was like, Michael Bay sent me a script for Pearl Harbor. And he had done Armageddon with him. Mm. And he's going, I haven't read it yet, but if it's Michael's script, I'm pretty sure we win in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Lo so perhaps that extra hour was, yeah. Let's change shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. All we right. We win man. bigger in the end. Yeah. What? So there was. You don't recommend watching Pearl Harbor. The. Extra? I mean, it's hard to recommend watching the theatrical <laughs> cut. But yeah, like there's there's some movies don't need to be longer. You need to revisit. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe we should cut some stuff out of this. We tighten um, this up a bit. I see. I'm the guy that like I try to keep my shit as tight as possible. I always feel like everything I do is an imposition to everybody anyway. <laughs> so I just don't want to make it double long. So they're like, oh, my God, not only did I have to see yoga hosers, but it was fucking two and a half hours. <laughs> so I kept it tight. That shit was 78 minutes. Like, I'm going to ask, ask you for an hour and a half. Oh, can At you imagine? Best. I can give you a lot more. <laughs> I got more. <laughs> um, wow. So that was, you'd think that was like, that. What that is. That's a big news for the month. And like, that would be the only fucking bat news you'd have we could be done right now yeah like we could be like what the fuck any questions jc what you got (laughs) exactly but there's another bat story there really is and this is exciting for us because we never get to talk about batman on batman beyond (laughs) anymore um big batwoman news what happened mark well we go from uh more batman coming to one batwoman leaving yeah oh yeah good nicely done see that like a writer the Batman cometh, the Batwoman goeth away. What happened? Um, Ruby Rose, the star of the CW's Batwoman, which mm-hmm. was re- renewed for a second season on the CW. Okay. Um, Ruby Rose was like, ah, no, I'm leaving. Um, so Ruby Rose, um, with apparently the blessing of the CW and Berlanti Co., which produces it, um, she's departing the show after the first season. Now, um, and you know, even David Caruso, when he left... Uh, NYPD Blue was a few seasons in, right? He like that made him a star, and it was like I'm a fucking star, and then I'm gonna go to the movies. Now, can you think of other examples where they swapped out number ones on the call? Number one, I mean, I remember like the titular character. Yes, what was it called? Uh, The Kevin can wait. Remember, like Mm. Kevin James had a show where he had a different wife. And then, yeah, then, like the next season came back. She, oh, she died over the summer. <laughs> and look who's back. And it was Leo Remini and shit. Right. And they tried to recreate that dynamic. So is can you think of any time when, I mean, this has happened before when number one, the lead on a show, this would be, I mean, I know it's an old reference, but this would be like Robin Williams being like, I don't want to be Mork. Yeah. Fuck this. After one season when the whole world was like, you're Mork. We buy it. We're on board and shit. And he's like, nah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not from work. The 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 most recent example, and it's it's technically qualifies, is the Roseanne re generation, where like she True. was on it for the first on season, the call number one on the call sheet. And they're like, you know what, Roseanne, you're not coming back anymore because apparently you're an awful human being. I I remember that story. That was kind of her 
like you know she did that oh well yeah she like so not on purpose yeah but she did it to herself she self-destructed ruby rose is just like no i'm done yeah um like there was a there was a piece in tv line um michael osiello um was was reporting Can I it. just give us a little pat on the back tonight we you have should. referenced three writers of the articles that we steal from never does that Almost happen on never. the show we never really cite but three times we've referenced who wrote Indeed. these pieces um but yeah he he did a little digging and apparently the consensus was you know people like kind of like the name didn't want to be on the record because i'm sure they want to keep their jobs said that it was a bit of a mutual decision, is that Ruby was, um, the, the demands of being the number one on the call sheet, the star of a TV show, are high. And she was a, a feature film actress who had done Orange is the New Black, but she was a recurring guest star. You know, if you're there every day, if every scene pretty much involves you, if every day you've got to be on set and doing stunts and learning pages of lines, and, like, it's a lot of work. It's hard work. It is. It's the work that... I mean, not that I'm, I'm like, it is, as if I've done it. <laughs> yeah. But I saw somebody do it. Melissa does it every week on mm -hmm. Supergirl, and she's like, so, Melissa Benoist, so, like, good-hearted about it, but literally works every fucking day and usually every scene because when you're the titular character when you're supergirl when you're flash mm -hmm. when you're batwoman when you're arrow you are there you're the main main character so you're in almost every fucking shoot schedule every damn day and most of the day of every damn day and you're talking about shows that are like all right put a harness on this person and yank mm -hmm. him up in the air and we got to do some cg stuff and yeah, you know, all learn. of it is hard and time consuming. And, you know, some people out there, I'm sure, are like, I'll take that job. Yes, of course, we would all love to be the lead on a TV show, but not Ruby Rose. Apparently, she found it like grueling. Yeah. But I also wasn't there a bit of like, wasn't this a toxic fandom too thing? Like, I mean, she got a lot of blowback early on. Yeah, because there was a whole, you know, rumor that she wasn't really gay and the LGBTQ community was like, was oh, that right? Yeah, although she dismantled as soon as she was announced, there was a lot of like static about her being announced as Batwoman, because um, the character is because Kate Kane is in the comics is was is lesbian. You know, openly lesbian, and uh, and uh, written as such by Gar by Greg Rucka, and so like and she got some flack because she wasn't gay enough apparently, um, which she kind of dealt with head on, and so there was that hanging over her head. She was injured, I think, at least more than once. I remember that she almost like killed her back yeah doing something you know and there's a lot of rehab for that and like it's 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 a it's a lot for any person to do if it's not a thing you're used to doing and you know it seems as if she was like I, you know what guys i'm sorry i made i made a mistake um maybe the, i'm not cut out for this i i can't do anymore and in what world does the studio go like all right like normally on these shows they got them for Six they years. Lock them down they lock them down for a long time. You know, I mean, the only the only thing that I can think of is that is that that desire for her to back away had somewhat colored her existence on the set. You know, if the number one of your call sheet, if the if the star of your show doesn't look like they're happy to be there, that tends to permeate. It's like it, it's a it is the one time that trickle down actually works. Um, and so if the crew is sensing that the star doesn't want to be there, then they kind of don't want to be there, and then. The writers are writing for a character who's not giving it her all. And like there, there seems to have been a general like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the right fit for us. Maybe we can, if we recast, which is what they're doing, um, they're not canceling the show. They're not killing the character. It's like, no, there's going to be a new Kate Kane in season two. I find, I mean, which, you know, we've had many Batmans and mm -hmm. many James Bonds, many Supermans. So obviously that we'll get used to that. But 
I, I find it strange that they're like, yeah, we're going to keep going. Mm. Like, that seems like an expensive show. It is, but, you know, it, it seems to be part of this suite of superhero shows that they have, which all kind of feed each other. And, you know, they'll all go to Netflix or probably more likely to HBO Max, and they will all build this own little ecosystem where, I mean, it's the thing that saved Riverdale. Like, Riverdale was not a huge hit first go on the, on the CW. Right. It was when it went to Netflix. When it went to Netflix summer. and people got to just live in it and binge it. And I said, well, fuck, yeah, all right, let's do more of this. And then they greenlit then, Sabrina straight over Netflix there. And Netflix was like, we'll take Sabrina. Yeah, two Don't seasons right off the jump simply so that we can keep people in this ecosystem of teenagers fighting, I don't know, each other and or ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Usually their parents in some way. Uh, and, you know, their parents who might have played D&D as kids. And it's a whole thing. Um, well, it's, um, uh, you know, sad to see her go. You never want to see somebody be like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but, you know, good for her if she wanted to go and she got out. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the, the thing. How rare, that... very rare that somebody's like, no, I don't want this. And, you know, I'm sure she gave it a fuck ton of thought because yeah. she knew the moment, like, she walks out, everyone's going to be like, what are you, nuts? But, <laughs> you know, she's got her own personal truth to live with and apparently it don't involve putting on a rubber mask and flipping around and throwing her back out and stuff like that. No. Until Marvel comes calling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Suddenly it's like, my back's great. I feel good. <laughs> Make what me you an mean? eternal. <laughs> i could put on a big ass wig too um all right well that's uh there's some some exciting bat news some deflating bat news yes. but bat is the star and the bat goes on indeed there will be more batwoman apparently and it's just not going to have ruby rose but it'll still be the same character so be the same character same show there was a there was a tweet that um stephanie beatriz who uh from uh, brooklyn Nine-Nine. from brooklyn 99 was like quickly reads everything there is to know about power <laughs> like you know what okay that was a good tweet um um all right i so... have more bat news are you shitting me i swear to god i have more bat news it's a hat trick a bat trick if Whoa! you will thank you copyright batman beyond a bat trick of news ladies a and gentlemen let's all news. take off our hats and throw them on the ice that's what they do in hockey games. is it really okay um, all right, weird, but sure. It's a little thing it is. And it's also like, I'm never taking my hat off. <laughs> it's like, fuck you. I'm, I'm glad you got three goals, but fuck you. This stays right here. You got to bring a backup hat. And they all do it. Everyone throws their hats on a fucking rink. And, and then they, they all get, get swept up. No. But that's how much these people love their team, Mark. <laughs> We're like, they got three in a row. One guy got three in a row. And they throw their hat and they're fine to see it go. Do I the mean, hats go to charity or something? What a great question. They all get swept up on the ice and then they all go someplace else. Could you give away dirty hats for charity? <laughs> I love like lost a found. It's just this burgeoning, like bursting at the seams room full of hats. And a bunch of people like, ah, that one's mine. Sure. Oh, not happy about that trick anymore, Bill? <laughs> Want your hat back? Um, They do. They leave their hat. Anyway, we yeah. have a bat trick. Three Batman stories in a row. Did you have that on your fucking Batman Beyond Bingo card? Probably not. Bet you didn't. Bet you didn't. Nobody's won that one yet. What is the third story? The third story, it's uh it is it is minor compared to the other two stories, True. but still legit. Um remembering we had Ben Affleck on our show a minute I ago. Know. Everything is minor compared to Ben Affleck <laughs> being on the show. Highlight. It's all yeah. everyone tuned out after that. I, I won't say that I didn't notice that Ben didn't say hey to Mark. <laughs> hey, hey Smith. I mean, look, I got a Smith. So I don't know. Bernardin's hard to say. Yes, and other guy. <laughs> Mark is literally one syllable. <laughs> That's true. Good point. But never mind. Um, 
in order to help fuel it's never enough for you is it's it? never enough <laughs> it's always something with you it's never like i gotta knock on that door <laughs> i gotta want that to happen um warner brothers is beginning to think about how to to uh re-energize the theater going market especially overseas um, okay because you know COVID 19 it shut everything down almost everywhere and so they're trying to prime people to go back to the movies trying to give them the irresistible um the lure that they can't you know turn away from and so they are uh They've keyed up a re-release of Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, that might bring some people out. Yeah, in, in Hong Kong and Taiwan, um, in advance of Tenant, which still apparently is opening in July worldwide. Come hell or high water. Uh, yeah, like Christopher Nolan is convinced that didn't this they is, just drop a new trailer tonight? They or did tonight or? in uh, in Fortnite. If you're a Fortnite player, you had to go into Fortnite and watch the new trailer. They for did Tenet. this. They did that for Rise of Skywalker as well. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to guess it will, you know, to everybody who's not on Fortnite, we'll see it tomorrow. Yeah. But. Jason Mewes must have watched it. He <laughs> lives in Fortnite. Um, all right. So their idea is like, you know, it'll get people to come out. A couple movies they saw at home. Yep. I, do you, would that make you go? I love Chris Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, but yeah. I'm happy to watch it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw it in the big fuck screen. Fuck my house. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I don't even go to the big screen anymore. I put it on yeah. my damn phone. Like, if it was a normal sane universe where it wouldn't kill me to go to the movie theater, yeah, I would totally show up for that. You know what they got to do? Mm. They got to Snyder cut that shit to get me to go to the theater. <laughs> you got to put in an extra half hour, 45 minutes, if not like 80% of a movie that I never saw before. <laughs> if you put a, is it all one long flick? Because <laughs> <laughs> I hundred minutes. I might go. go for that just to be like, fuck. If I didn't get COVID in the first two hours of sitting here, I'm not going to get it in the next four. Um, but yeah, and it's it seems to be a, a bit of a thing that they're trying to do. Like, I think they're also going to do the Harry Potter movies back into theaters to help coax people out. They're, they're pulling to the library. I guess that makes sense to some degree. I just That's not going to pull me in. Right, give me the yeah. new, new. Yeah. I want, like, you know, like, give me some Black Widow. Give me some Tenet. That'll, I'll, make, I'll go out to the theaters for new. They'll uh, go out to see Tenet in July? I will. Oh, God, yes. Really? Yeah, and I'm not even like, and I respect the shit out of Chris Nolan. I think he's a wonderful filmmaker, but I'm not like, Nolan is God. Like, where, you know, I didn't go see, uh, what was the space one with fucking Interstellar? I didn't see that in a the theater or anything like mm -hmm. that. But this trailer looks phenomenal. And yeah. what was the last flick he did? The uh, war movie. Oh, yeah. Dunkirk. 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 Um, was really good. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, look, everything dude touches is gold, although I still haven't seen Interstellar. <laughs> So I can't say that. Yeah. You talked you talked about it, I think. I yeah, I remember liking Interstellar until the very end where yeah. it, it was like, it's all about love. Like, fuck you. Sparks <laughs> <laughs> review for most shit. <laughs> it's all about love. Fuck you. I didn't take this journey for love. We're the aliens. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's into the Spider-Verse and it's like, Miles, I know you're back there. I just want to let you know that uh you're gonna be real special. I gotta see a real spark in you. Just uh call me. I love you. Mark's about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does the thing. And I was up danger. It's such Sorry. a good thing. Um, <laughs> all right. So I, uh, I, yeah, I could get, I understand. I mean, doesn't cost him anything. Put a couple of old movies in the theater and Not stuff. Might prime the pump, but I don't know, man. I mean, would Endgame make me go? No, I'd be scared, honestly. Like, if I was like, they're releasing Endgame. I was like, oh, I want to see that with a theater full of people. And then I'm like, wait, do I want to see that? Hold on. With a theater full of people anymore? 
in the old days i did mm. um yeah something tells me warner brothers is gonna have to blink off that july 17th date you think worldwide. they're gonna move it i mean there will have to be something that opens first right something will have to open that and that could, money is gonna that movie's gonna make all the money it's gonna make all the money or it'll make a third of the money because they because, can't let that many people because new york and la are probably not going to come out to do it so then you're counting on the rest of the country and the rest of the world and the rest of the world is in various stages of recovery and or re-collapsing so like do you gamble a 250 million dollar movie that there's gonna be enough people to make it worth it i mean look you got to reopen the business sooner or later why not lead with the best fucking foot forward man like I bet I bet my money on he's able to get people out like he's the modern day Spielberg to some degree more thinking Spielberg mm. not to say Spielberg's mindless but Spielberg's movies Spielberg I only say Spielberg because he's now the go-to director reference mm. you know what I'm saying like when people go like well who are you some kind of Chris Nolan or something <laughs> like that and I'm like no no I never said that him and Quentin are the two go-to director mm. names yeah so he like has a, he has a shot he's got a shot I mean he's to me he's like the modern day uh, and way more fun, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, like there's an exacting nature to his movies. I don't, I don't know if uh, way more fun. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't even Batman know. I was going to say some fun. warmer, and then I'm like, I don't even know if that's true. No, not warmer. He's he's still a little uh, antiseptic. Antiseptic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the word I was thinking of. <laughs> but too. also like emotionally distant. Yeah, like, a little bit Spockish about the whole. A little thing. bit Spockish. But like they're still what it's box say all the time. Fascinating. Fascinating, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right. So okay. if if yeah, I mean look, do it. But I, I don't know if that's gonna if that's yeah. the thing that's gonna make a bunch of people go like, Yeah, man. I mean, watch the old New Mutants is Thunder. Are they still coming out theatrically? They they claim August. For sure. That's what Disney said. I well, you know, look, I'm happy for them and stuff. Uh, finally, they're getting out there. But like, I, I read some article uh, or glean or glanced at some article rather, where they talked about why it couldn't go right to streaming, some contractual mm. thing that it has to go out theatrically or something. But you know, I it's just for that first few months back, it's got to be all fucking, you know. Big money cards, faces, no whammies, no whammies, stop. We, we can't go back to the movies the way we used to, where it's like, eh, this, they spent $50 million on this, but it didn't do nothing. But don't worry, here's another movie to see. Like, mm. it's, These things got to earn in order for you know these companies to be like, all right, yeah, we'll keep this up. Otherwise, you got to reconceive. And You know, somewhere there's listen, probably... Listen, trying to figure out the movie business. I know. There's, there's probably a really fascinating Field of Dreams-style indie film you could make about like the the mom and pop slash grandson uh drive-in theater that was just on like the I'm brink. just gonna fucking tell you to shut up. Last <laughs> week you gave away a billion dollar fucking Cinderella idea. Don't be giving away the grandpa kid fucking yeah. idea. I mean you you, you can't not make... grandpa kid fucking but the fucking kid and the grandpa idea. Different idea. movie. <laughs> Different movie. <laughs> but like you know I don't I don't want to make that movie and I don't know how you could make it because I don't know how much people are going to want to return to like Covidlandia yeah. uh, in the films anytime soon. But just that idea that I was holding on to a business out of just like sheer gut by the skin of my fucking teeth. And it just so happened the world shifted on its axis and made it so that I had the one thing that nobody else has, which is a way to go to the movies again. I just 
<laughs> what are you fucking dumb or something? Why are you giving away shit like that? That's good. I'm sorry. You can win an Oscar with shit like that. <laughs> Frank Darabont's the what the majestic that two. Yes, that's the it's the drive-in. <laughs> the majestic drive-in. The starlight. Oh my yes, you have the title. <laughs> We're going to talk after this. I'm going to tell you the value of shutting the fuck up and keeping some shit for yourself. I know. That's good. That's another billion dollar idea. Maybe we'll cut this one out from the podcast. You're live. Well, those people will get to see it. Someone's writing your script right now. They're like, fuck it. That's a good idea. Me and my grandpa. These people live will be like the people who are in the bar where it's like, listen, we're cutting this in the podcast, but we all here can talk about this shit. We can't tell everybody else. So you guys. Such a good idea. All right. I'll, I'll add it to the pile of things I'll never have time I to write. I know. It's just, <laughs> you're crapping out gold and throwing it away like a, you're the golden goose. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. All right. Is okay. that it for the Batman news? That's it for the Batman news. The hat trick is complete. The bat trick is complete, ladies and gentlemen. Stop throwing your hats up or your bats on the ice. What if there was four? What would you call the fourth? Gordy Howe hat trick. Because <laughs> that's where you, no, that's three. Gordy Howe hat trick is a goal, an assist, and a fight. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. But nobody has, there's no fourth um, I don't think so. stat. No, it's just like, wow, he's good. Mm. It goes from like, oh my God, it's a fucking celebration to like, he did it again. I, there must be a double hat trick, like if you get six goals. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because in basketball, it's called a triple double. It's if you have three, if you have um, points, rebounds, and assists, three stats all in double figures. That's a lot of math. It's was, a lot you of saw my face go like, like what? Hold, stop. I was like that meme of that lady who's like this, and they put math figures around her online. <laughs> um, or GIF, if you will. Or GIF. GIF, my bad. No, always it's always going to be GIF to me. It's Yeah, but it's, it's graphic. GIF. It's GIF, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck that. GIF. Um, all right. What other stories we got? Because um, fucking what's going to top what we talked about so far? I got two left. Oh, um, one of them is more Mandalorian casting news, because it seems that even though the season is shot and in the bank, they're just like, how about this now? Let me you tell you something. Thing? This is my theory on why we're hearing so much about the Mandalorian, because mm. remember, you know, going into fucking season one, nobody knew shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, suddenly surprise, baby Yoda, the biggest thing ever. We're hearing a lot going into season two. They're making all the toys. I mean, I guess they want their <laughs> shit up front. Like, get ready to buy that Ahsoka figure the day she airs. But I think it might mean that they have a fuck ton of amazing shit that we're not hearing about. If, like, these mm-hmm. cats are super fucking tight and secretive. Mm-hmm. If we're hearing about the shit we're hearing about, like Boba Fett's in it <clears throat> and Ahsoka Tano's in it and fucking uh, this one. Katie fucking uh yeah, is in it. If we're hearing that shit, like maybe it's even like, you know, oh, you think that's it? Like Darth Vader's in it. That's what I'm saying. Like, who the <laughs> fuck knows? Like, maybe, you know. Luke Skywalker's in. in a world where he was like recently, he's like, no, I'm officially done. I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. done. I'm done. Not but Mark's doing also very mirthful and <laughs> such puckish a child even. like wonder puckish even. So I could see some world where, and he said very nice things about that show. Too. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying they're like, if we know about this shit, they must be like hiding the dark saber of it all, dude, which they even showed us. No, what? I had a whole thing. A million dollar idea. You're about to crap more gold? I wasn't because it's not my thing. And I, I got the timelines crossed, but I was like, what if Mark Hamill 
is playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's dead, though, isn't he? I know. That's why I got my timelines crossed. I was like, oh, but that would be so cool. That'd be cool. But it's not that. That's not going to happen. But nope. yeah. But they're doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Yes. And there is conjecture that Ahsoka, who is appearing on Mandalorian for what sounds like one episode now, mm-hmm. is then going to pop up in that show, which make a lot of fucking sense because they knew each other from Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Yep. So Dave Filoni might like it she's coming in in a big bad way she's i'm coming ahsoka's <laughs> time is now she's mm-hmm. gonna appear in everything man this and this she gets exciting. her own show you think so i mean yeah i mean if rosaria wants to do it which they would have to have cleared her with she's a worker she loves to work she doesn't run away after the first season of a show <laughs> no this <is> so true <laughs> uh man oh man like that i saw that that was a cool idea mm. like the idea of like whoa she's gonna be on the obi-wan kenobi show it's like yeah now I'm, I'm, look i was watching it anyway now i'll watch it twice yes and i'll tell others about it um but so speaking of the mandalorian and casting yeah timothy oliphant all a fantastic. All a fantastic. I know that guy. Oh yeah, he's uh he he has joined. There's like he's joining the cast for season two. He's, he's done joined. already. He's done. They didn't say who he's playing. Um, they haven't said who he's playing. Although they they there was conjecture that he's playing some sort of gunslinger. Um, which in my head made me go to like Cad Bane, um, who was a character from the from both Clone Wars. He was like this sort of fucking. He was their Han Solo for a little bit. Um. And sort of the man with no name they were going for, the Clint Eastwood stuff. But uh, according to OmegaLevel.net, I'm citing them in case it's all bullshit. Okay. Not my bullshit, their bullshit. Okay. Oliphant film scenes wearing Boba Fett's Mandalorian armor for the upcoming second season of The Mandalorian. That might sound confusing because earlier this month, Tamora Morrison, who originated the role of Jango Fett, is coming back as Boba Fett. But if Morrison... Is playing Boba Fett, then Timothy Oliphant is playing an enigmatic character named Cobb Vanth, introduced in Chuck Wending's Aftermath book series. And then there's a whole fucking list of reasons why that could be that thing. It could be the case. Could um, be that so, thing. wait, they said that Timothy Oliphant was wearing Boba Fett's outfit at one point? Yes. So maybe it's, maybe it's a story of a guy who's like, I'm Boba Fett. And then he's like, I'm really Boba Fett. It's the, I recovered the armor from the Sarlacc pit, and now I'm wearing it. The two Bobas. The two Bobas. And maybe Twin the Bobas. other guy is like flashbacky Boba stuff. Mm. And not like in the present. Everyone assumes, oh my God, they brought him. That means that Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit. And Dave Filoni would never counter anything George Lucas has ever done without his express, express permission. permission. So could be that maybe the story is, and again, this is all conjecture, as much conjecture as the Omega one story or whatever, could be that it's a guy who gets the armor and is going around and he's got to, you know, fucking like, you got to track this guy down. He says he's one of us, but he is not, that is not the way or whatever. Mm. And it turns out it was a guy who just strapped on the armor. That'd be a pretty dope story. It'd be pretty dope. Because then you leave continuity alone. You do. You know, he's still in the star like that. Maybe. Although, yeah, I do like the idea of, like, Boba Fett wants his fucking armor back, and it's going to lead him up against fucking Raylan Givens. From that's a, that's a story, too. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Give me Ooh, I like that. It's the way. Um, it is the way. The uh, man, oh, man. Like, we know so much about season two, and yet nothing at the same mm-hmm. time. And my, my feeling is, because we know a lot, there's so much more that like exciting fucking baby Yoda level shit coming like baby Bosk. 
Yeah, or it's baby IG eighty eight or something <laughs> like that. It's re- it's really smart from a PR perspective because it's if I give you enough shiny things, you won't look for the other things. Yes, you know, you pay no attention to the man behind that curtain. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of when uh when Marvel just came out and said, oh yeah, uh, Ben Kingsley's playing the Mandarin, and we were like, oh that's fucking cool, Ben Kingsley the Mandarin, amazing, and so we don't for a second look any deeper into what that is because that seems to make sense right and so then when you get to the middle of the iron man 3 and you get that awesome twist i'm not going to spoil it just in case you're like motherfuckers you were hiding it in plain sight yeah and i didn't even see it coming that was a good twist. you answered the question that you knew i wanted to have answered um and now they get to do the mandarin again mm-hmm. um which is pretty amazing yeah um, all right. Well, that's fucking hot news. Is that it? Uh, one last thing. Here it is. The last news story last of the day, thing. folks. It is uh, It is about Star Wars, and it's about publicity. A fellow named Charlie Lippincott, who was the very first, the original Star Wars publicist, passed away. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This was this jo- dude's job to sell this movie to people who were like, Star Trek? No, no, no. no. Star Wars. Yeah, he joined the Star Wars Galaxy in 1975 as Lucasfilm's VP of Advertising, Publicity, Promotion, and Merchandising. Wow. And to publicize Lucas's then-unknown property, he went outside normal practices at the time, teaming with Marvel Comics for a series that came out ahead of the release, organizing partnerships with the Richard Pryor Show and Donnie Marie Show, and he is responsible for the holiday special. Get out of here. He was the one who teamed up with CBS for the 1978 special, all to keep it in public consciousness until the next movie came out. And he was the one who took it to Comic-Con for the first time in 1976. What's his name? Charlie Lippincott. How long, and what happened? Did he stay with Lucasfilm? Um, he, he would eventually leave Lucasfilm. I think he then went to Fox and he helped to launch Alien and... Um, the fuck was the other one? Hold on. I have it here. Oh, Flash Gordon. Flash. Uh, uh, he's like, I got this. We did Star Wars. This guy, I'm your alien guy. And even before Star Wars, he did Westworld. He did uh, oh shit, he did Michael Michael Crichton's. Westworld. So he was their genre guy. He was a genre guy. Lippincott, you know these geeks and nerds, don't you? <laughs> you and I, how this works. Um, but yeah, and, and Lucasfilm, Lucas, not Lucasfilm, George Lucas, um, in a statement said Charlie was one of the founding pillars of the Star Wars films and phenomenon. He began in earnest the concept of licensing motion pictures at a time when the only other company doing so was Disney. Charlie was the one who said early on. We can make this work and was the first person to develop Star Wars licensing and engage with the fans. Get insights into marketing and public relations that were truly unparalleled. Wow, man. And that's a guy, unsung hero. I, I, I've been following this shit my whole life. That's the first time I ever heard that dude's name, probably. Yeah. Like, I, I remember I did a panel at Comic Con, the, the last Comic Con that we had in San Diego, which was kind of all about how the press began to deal with Comic Con in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And I remember guys like Jeff Walker and Craig Miller, who had been part of that whole, you know, spirit back in the day, always talking about Charles Lippincott and how he was the guy who, yeah, no, we should go to Comic-Con. I think there's something here. Like, yeah, I think, I think, you know, if we do these comic books, maybe we'll introduce an audience who would like this stuff beforehand so they can already be vehemently interested in it. And visionary. Visionary. At a time, he was doing a thing before anybody else did a thing. And uh, we still live in that thing. Very much so. And Gosh, when the Mandalorian is deciding how very judiciously to chum the waters with casting announcements and everything, it's all... It all traces back to old Lippincott. It's the playbook that that dude first created back um, in the day. I'm telling you, if Disney Plus skips making a Star Wars Christmas special this year, <laughs> missed opportunity. 
Star Wars yeah. Christmas Special 2020. Oh. Mandalorian Christmas Special. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, let's go to the volume, everybody. We can get this done. Um, that's all the news. That's all the news, my Mark friend. Mark Bernard and brought you fucking news. You wanted news? He brought you news, man. Give it up for Mark. He had the news. Yay. News and views. Uh, JC, let's put the JC cam on and check in on our good friend JC. Uh, we got some questions. I've got some questions. What? Uh, how's the, the show reaction been? Uh, good. People love Ben. On <laughs> what's not to love. I know. Him, but ba- everyone loves when Batman Ch- shows up. Chap blew up there. Yeah, we more people should. I'm sure they're like more Ben Affleck. One of those <laughs> or both of those guys should quit. And let's just have Ben Affleck telling us these things. It's just Batman, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're calling this show. Batman on Fat Man. <laughs> he just calls it Batman. Um, what uh, you got? Some queries for us? Uh, yeah, Adam Govazi asks. What if you wrote a Keanu Reeves vehicle, since everybody wants to, what would your pitch be? Funny you should ask. (laughs) (laughs) If I was writing a Keanu Reeves vehicle, Mm. can it be old, new? It doesn't have to be something I create. That could be... Uh, There's... Yeah. I'd put him in Buckaroo Bonsai. That's what I... Would you know? It's a good idea. That's an amazing idea. Guys, somebody should try that. Um, what about you? Uh, I would put him in Highlander. Oh, there could be only one. There he can be is. only one. He could be a Christopher he, Lambert. He's like functionally immortal, as far as we can tell. It's true. <laughs> My God, they, he, he looks like he did when he was in fucking yeah, Bill he, and Ted. He, still, he, he's a little Buddha. Uh, still, yes. Um, and yes, definitely has a Zen way of attacking the world and cutting its head off to steal his power brilliant call that just made me want to watch that movie again the kurgan the kurgan there can be only one <laughs> what does I, he say uh <laughs> it's better to burn out and fade away or what's the top of the line it goes uh, listen what i have to say or something like i have something to say yeah he's talking to nuns like, ladies i have something to say it's better to burn out than fade away and he starts doing fucking karate in the middle of the church <laughs> oh my god um i remember seeing that movie like years and years ago because it didn't you know it was a sleeper mm-hmm. it was a um, video hit a video hit and that's why i found it and i was like this is this thorn emi hbo release yes on video and like being like why didn't it? it's got james bond in it why didn't i hear that <laughs> and it was one of those movies like shout out to critics i know like in the past i've always been like fucking critics but like roger ebert and siskel is siskel mm-hmm. and ebert mm-hmm taught me about highlander really yeah I it think was I their saw, recommendation it was one of theirs and i think i was like i'm gonna try to find this movie and shit but they would do like that's how i learned the term sleeper mm. like they were the first ones like this movie is a sleeper and you know which means everyone slept on it. nobody saw it <laughs> shit but they were the ones that turned me on to highlander they turned me on to buckaroo bonsai i think as well i think they did a yeah. review where i was like holy shit yeah i loved highlander um and I, I remember having such, like, I must have seen it at 13, 14, 15 years old. Mm. And I wanted, I wanted Russell Mulcahy's. I wanted Connor McLeod's apartment so badly. Yes. Do you remember that, like, beautiful, like, Greenwich Village loft with, like, it had an elevator that came in. And it's like a sunken living like room. It was like Tom Hanks' apartment in Big, but without yeah, all the toys. Without the toys. But, like, if you also had, like, a Ooh, billion dollars of ill-gotten game. To live forever. forever. 
God, it had that amazing fucking score. Oh, it, it fucking Queen. I am immortal. <laughs> I have inside me blood of king. <laughs> I have no rival. <laughs> no man can be my equal. Take me to that is literally the theme song of the internet. <laughs> Everyone on the internet feels that I am immortal. I have inside me blood of kings. I am a prince of the universe. Fuck you. Give me the prize. I like the Muppets. Uh, man, oh man. It's uh yeah, that's that, I feel like I might go watch that tonight. It's uh it's probably worth a Deep watch. Cuts pull. Deep cuts pull, but I would I would uh, remember his lady gets old. Yeah, and then his, his young Scottish lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's no longer Heather. Her name Heather. is Heather, and he doesn't age, and she gets the old and mm-hmm. stuff. And then you have I remember when her. I was a kid, I was like, that was the first time I'd been introduced to that concept, right? Because immortality just sounds fucking awesome when you're like twelve. And also, when I was a kid, immortality was like Jesus is immortal, and he <laughs> saved our souls. That's immortal. Oh you know? uh, yeah, I went. But then when I saw the Highlander, I'm like, this guy's better than Jesus. <laughs> This <laughs> Highlander is fucking way better, more interesting than Jesus. They ain't cutting anyone's head off in the Bible except John the Baptist. This guy's cutting heads off left and right because there could be only one. Mata Kurgan. Ah, fuck Mata. What if Jesus hung up with James Bond? <laughs> <laughs> this would be amazing. The Christlander. I love that Sean Connery is playing a Spaniard. My name is Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez the Third. Like, what? <laughs> How's this work? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Some things here don't react well to bullets, Highlander. What? Uh, what's our second question in the evening? Uh, Major Roll wants to know if you could host a game show, past or present. What would it be? Game show. Game show, past or present. <laughs> Oh, fucking um, match game. Because I would love to be like, John showed Mary his big fat blank. <laughs> and then like Charles Nelson Riley and Brett Summers are fucking mm. some casual repartee, sexual repartee <laughs> that a young Kev couldn't quite understand. Turn to his grandma and be like, what's a blowjob, Graham? They didn't say that, but something like <laughs> along those wow. lines. NBC was risky in 1974. <laughs> What's a blowjob? I can see doing match game. Wow. Yeah. Wait, what, what, doesn't Alec Baldwin do that now? Uh, yes, I've been he, on it. He, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not that one because it's obviously being done. What else did I like? Oh. God, what was the name of the fucking game? Treasure, treasure Hunt. Mm. Do you remember Treasure Hunt? I don't. Did Wink a- Martindale host it? it? No. And who was it? I forget the name of the host. But it was like a series of boxes. These gorgeous boxes like filled this room, mm-hmm. and then you answered the question, and then you got to go pick the box, any box, and the box was cool enough. I fucked what was in it, and as a kid, I was like, I'd love one of them boxes. I just, I, I just wanted. One day they invented storage shops where you could buy boxes. <laughs> and I was very happy, but it was called Treasure Hunt. You pick a box and then open it, and then it would be like one hundred dollars, mm. or you know, a trip to Jamaica or some such shit. Not very memorable. I wouldn't host that either. <laughs> Because really, the boxes upstage you. Yeah, I mean, they're the stars of the show, and I'm sure they were wrapped like presents. They were literally. See, um, not the Whammy show because the Whammy's the star of that show. Family Feud, they're doing now. Fuck. Who? Legends Was that a of the game Hidden... show. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Ooh, fuck you all! I got it. Okay. I got it. All right. I want to be the host of Starcade. 
Remember that fucking show? Oh, Where people nice. played video games on the show? Mm-hmm. Feels like a 1982 jam. Like, we got a ColecoVision for you guys. That's that's what they would win. But they were playing, like, fucking, you know, uh, Zaxxon and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, But it was such a, fuck, you know. Then again, that doesn't really give you a chance to shine. You can't be funny and shit because these people playing the games are all intense and shit like that. No, I still, I'd do it. Starcade. <laughs> I'd do it. If I they talk, called I me. I talked myself back in. <laughs> Starcade. What about you? Um, I'm torn, so I'm going to just do both. Um, Battle of the Network Stars. Oh! I feel God like. God damn it. What a great pull. <laughs> God, that makes me mad. Can I be on your show? I mean, there's always two hosts, Thank right? You. There's always yes. like the two dudes in the booth. Yeah. You know, like, Fran Tarkenton, I'm pretty sure, is going to take this one. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, right. OJ Simpson, don't run away with it. We could be the two people. Who would be the network stars nowadays? The um, ones that you could get. Well, I mean, the. Because the, they got everybody. I think you would probably have to do it like one network. I don't think you'd get competing networks like they used to be able to. Like, you couldn't get like ABC and CBS to fight each other. Why not? Because, like, why? And isn't that weird that ABC and CBS would fight each other on NBC? That's what you couldn't get done. That's crazy. Yeah. Good I point. think you could do it like, I would like the cast of This Is Us to like go against the cast of whatever, Chicago PD. Like, that you could do, which would still be kind of fun. But that's, that feels more like you know a family feud where it's like it's the fucking family from modern mm. family and it's the fucking family from another sitcom right what if it was like battle of the fucking network streamers Ooh. netflix versus hulu versus <laughs> disney plus like do i get the avengers yes <laughs> oh my god they fucking win not the not the actors that played those characters the characters yes. themselves we actually have thor Hello, Thor. And they put a budget behind these things. <laughs> so it's not live. It's like filmed with CG and shit like that. I mean, if you could do Really, we just want Secret Wars. This is what Mark's getting Literally, at. I want like Contest of Champions. Like I want <laughs> I want Marvel versus DC. There's a game show I'd host. Right? Fuck. How can we do that? Um, what was the other one? You said two. Uh, Black Jeopardy. <laughs> I will take hell now for I don't a know. Last week, remember there were two things that you didn't know and you knew something very white. So I don't know if they're gonna let you be the host <laughs> of Black Jeopardy. I know I didn't know Letitia Wright. <laughs> yes. Her name is now burned into my memory. I will never forget never Letitia forget Wright that. again. The only other time you'll ever forget her name is when you finally meet her in real life and you'll be like, like Shuri? It just went away. No, I, you're not I, Shuri. Oh my god, I fuck. <laughs> Here it is. Just take out my wallet. <laughs> Here's my card back. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, I'll hitchhike home. That, what a great answer he had. My answer sucked, but that was a great answer. <laughs> uh, fucking Battle of the Network Stars. What a great poll. Such good memories, I think. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my head and heart, I feel warm about it, but like, mm. I can't really point See, I'm... to any single moment. Like, Do you remember when Henry Winkler beat the shit out of <laughs> Lou Grant? Or <laughs> fucking Ed Asner? <laughs> That was so weird. He just beat up an old guy. I mean, it's one thing to see a young guy box an old guy, but he beat the shit out of him. He wouldn't let him get up. He had his foot on his neck. Ted it was Knight weird. was his corner man. <laughs> Got me, Ted. Um, I feel like if you're going to go home and watch uh, Highlander, I'm going to go like scour YouTube for old battles of the network stars. Good pull. Mm. Worth it. I wonder who has the rights to those. I always feel like NBC did that shit. Yeah, I bet you like it's the Merv Griffin company or somebody like that. But you are so right. It's like they wouldn't want to like, I'm not yeah. going to go fucking compete against yeah, NBC. Yeah, you can syndicate this shit. CBS. <laughs> Fuck you guys. We'll do our own show. <laughs> um, all right, man. You know what else? I mean, it's a cartoon and it's mm. not really a game show, but Wacky Races. <laughs> That'd be good. Well, you Real got... life Wacky Races? 
or just animated wacky races. You don't even have to go anywhere. They just animate you in a booth. Just, I'm just saying. Good point. Good point. Like, yeah, yeah, but real life wacky races. Like now that we got things like HBO Max, where they'll spend like 30, 40 million, mm. whatever, to finish the Justice League movie. Maybe it'll put some real HBO, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers owns all the Hanna Barbera characters. Mm. Maybe they do a live action fucking wacky races because for the three of us that remember that show, that'd be thrilling to see. <laughs> Although you could also do it on Disney Plus because you got the Simpsons, you got the Disney characters. Oh my God! You can you can have them. Yeah, you cannot. Yes, you can have Bart Simpson racing the alien from Aliens. <laughs> you can have anything versus Mickey Mouse <laughs> versus <laughs> Scully and Mulder <laughs> versus. Oh my God, we're on to something. Here. Versus Spider Man. Disney Plus, call us. We got a thing. Yeah. It's going to be crazy expensive. We got a pitch. You got the property. We got yeah. the pitch for it. We don't have the rights to any of it. We really want you to pay us to do it. We just want to see a bunch of character mashups. Um, third one and final question of the evening, JC. Uh, Matt Will Post is curious. Uh, since Zack Snyder is getting a second chance <laughs> on his movie. That was very David Lynch, man. <laughs> that was fire walk with me where I run out. <laughs> <laughs> deep cuts go ahead what's their question uh since zach is getting a second chance at his movie what director do you think should get a second chance at their movie his choice uh fincher and alien three. Oh, what mm. a what a great question b what a great suggestion as well okay we're playing this fucking game now Okay. Kevin Smith. No. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> One more trans. Uh, let me see. Um, hmm. Hmm. You got one? I'm circling one. I'm trying to find a better one. Ooh. All right. Here, off the top of my head, not my deep, like, oh, in my heart, I've always wanted this. <clears throat> Steven Spielberg, 1941. Ooh. Just because, like, that is a fantastic fucking film, but it ran into problems. It is Steven Spielberg's probably, you know, the the I, I wouldn't ever call it a failure, but the one that did not pop mm -hmm. like a Spielberg movie. Right. So a second bite at that apple. Okay. All right. I uh, I'm gonna go David Lynch and Dune. Oh. Fuck, you win all the time. <laughs> God damn it. That is We so have a game better. show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fuck, that is genius. Yes. Have you ever seen the Alan Smithy cut yeah. of Dune? Yeah. Like four hours of where, fucking where like. There's like an hour of talking up top. Pretty much. And just like still. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't shoot this. Never going to shoot this. Let's just have Virginia Madsen talk over some shit. Series of drawings, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, my God. How true. And to turn it into like a multi-part series as mm. opposed to one movie, yeah, he ain't never. They're never gonna give him the oh, chance. No. No, 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 no. They got a brand new Dune coming, man. Denis Villeneuve, our boy. Um, what a great poll. That is such a good idea. I can't even. I, there's no point. That's that is the top. That is top five answers are on the board. Here's the question. <laughs> and fucking that would be Bing. <laughs> David Lynch's Dune. You know, the audience says it out loud. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen Family Feud, Mark, but that's how it operates. So they says, bing, Victor Garber. <laughs> As Fade Rotha. Victor Garber, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what a great poll. That was fantastic. Uh, that's our three questions.
Fuck. Good times. I'm so glad we had this time together. How awesome <laughs> we got to hang out. Uh, and and uh, how awesome the Batman himself swung in. I know. Just piped in from the Batcave. More of that, right? Yeah. More more movie stars on Batman <laughs> Beyond. <laughs> Fuck. So the bar has been raised. It's crazy what a fucking good movie star will do for the show where you're like, look at that. That's production value. We'd have never got him in the bar, but from the safety of his own home. What is what's vertical and what's horizontal? It's horizontal like landscape and portrait. So is this horizontal? That's horizontal. And this is vertical. Yes. <laughs> so it goes, do you want it horizontal? Horizontal? Horizontal. <laughs> horizontal or vertical? And I was like, ooh, such a director. I'll take it horizontal. And he gave it to a vertical. <laughs> and then I was like, I guess I don't know what horizontal and vertical is. <laughs> but thank God he gave us the full body shot because he looks He fucking, looks good. He looks ready to fucking get in the suit. He man. looks like he got that call like a <laughs> month ago. Back in, the, in November. Like, he, does. he just fucking looks like a movie star. Uh, thank you to Ben Affleck for popping in. Indeed. On Fat Man Beyond. Good to whatnot. almost meet you, Ben uh, Affleck. <laughs> yeah, so next time, Mark's name for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you enjoy yourselves tonight, ladies and gentlemen? Have you been entertained? This or this? That Remember movie, that movie? Remember the Joker did this once? It's 20 years old, Gladiator. Is. Are you shitting me? The movie came out in 2000. Could you imagine like you're walking in Phoenix? You're like, I, you know, I got hits in every decade. <laughs> like major hits. Like that movie was fucking I got hoes in every area code. <laughs> <laughs> and he played the bad guy in that movie, too. Yeah, Commodus. And then he fucking plays the bad guy in Joker. Mm-hmm. He's good at that. He's a, but he's a good guy in real life. Mm. He's a sweet guy. I'm terribly vexed. He just comes across that way. Mm. Yeah. He plays it that way. He does. Um, there it is, folks. We started by talking about Batman. We finished by talking about the Joker. <laughs> and that makes sense for a show called Fat Man Beyond. <coughs> what a wonderful show, ladies and gentlemen. Good time. If I do say so, my damn self. But we got no show without the man standing over there, man. Give it up for Mr. Mark Bernardin. You're welcome, everybody. And we got no place to do this show were it not for uh, JC and the scum and villainy cantina. There he is. He gave himself a fucking close up and shit. Like a boss. <laughs> He's like, just in case they don't know who JC is, click. Look at me. It's um, my place. My come uh, are, they, are you still buying that Boscar cards? Go ahead, give me your close up and do a little selling. We uh we sold out this week, but we should have more in Monday or Tuesday. Fuck, these things are heavy, man. Like, fucking, it's a gift certificate, right? That mm -hmm. you use here. Yeah, it's super hard to keep in your wallet. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> it ain't light. You can't slip it in your wallet and shit. And if you put it in your pants, it pulls your pants down. And, like, nowadays, nobody's wearing belts. Yeah. So that shit is just an occupational hazard. It's like having a copper tone dog hanging at the <laughs> bottom of your <laughs> bathing suit. Like, your ass is out, buddy. Best car steel. 70s references while I'm at it. <laughs> I love New York. Remember that? <laughs> um, can they? So you're getting best cars. What do you call them? Uh, Beskar inspired. Yes, there you go. <laughs> My bad. Uh, yeah. Not actual screen used no, Beskar. Yes. No, they're uh, just heavy metal cards. Call them heavy metal cards. Yeah, heavy <laughs> metal. <laughs> uh, but they're actual. It's actual etched, laser etched aluminum. They're sweet. I saw them in real life. You yeah. saw them too. We could vouch for them it. and stuff. Super and what cool. is it good for one use or every time you come in the bar? You can use it. That's your card. It, they have hundred and fifty dollars on them, so you can come in and just reuse it. Can you can keep reloading? It. I don't know because we haven't been open since we started selling them. JC's so. like, you're describing a world I dream about where people come in every day because I'm open and vending. 
When um, we get to use one of these, you're going to see some serious shit. I'm like, could you imagine everyone slapping them down? They're gonna, you're going to shatter this counter <laughs> when everybody comes in. They're like, here's my steel. And it's going <laughs> to crack the counter and shit. Um, you can go to, where can they go get a gift certificate? Uh, scumandvillainycantina.com and click on the shop link up at the top. That's right, man. Rock on. Um, we will be back next week, hopefully with more news. You got anything going on that you want to send them to? One last yeah, time, yeah. kids. Plague Nerdalogs to go and see like some of your favorite genre actors doing some of your favorite genre speeches all for charity and uh hero initiative maybe we sold out those last two slots maybe we didn't we haven't been able to check after uh, a show like this if those slots aren't sold out it is going to be six people who are like so let's talk about a snatter cut yo <laughs> yeah. you had some things to say i uh, want you to explain yourself and call be nice. bernard up on the carpet <laughs> on a zoom call <laughs> Uh, I've spent my money to do this. Heroinitiative.org is where you can find uh, uh, the that that. Uh, and there's a bunch of other auctions up there, probably still with other folks that you might love and know very incredibly cool. well. Jim's doing wonderful. The Lord's work over there. Yes. Heroes, Hero Initiative. And I think they're going to keep doing them for a while because, like you know, even once we get out of you know the COVID zone and we get to reopen and we get to reengage with our loved ones in in the traditional God intended way. Um, there are still lots of people who need help and lots of old veterans of comic books and, and, and the stuff that you love who need assistance. So this isn't going away anytime soon. So, yeah, there'll be more. Beautiful thing right there. Um, there uh, and what's the Nerdalogs address? Uh, com. Go check it out. Check that. It is amazing. I'm going to add mine this week. Mm. So let's see if I can cry. Let's see what kind of actor I am. <laughs> genre actor go to your place kevin yeah i will <laughs> i've already picked out where i'm gonna shoot it and everything i got one of them ring lights to stick my camera you're so fucking fancy i am i am yeah fucking i'm uh, trisha helfler got nothing on me <laughs> you know i will say she's got like a foot on you she does beyond she's, that that and all she's tall she's beautiful she's talented she's got everything on me <laughs> she's a woman everything about her is better than me um I know that's who you really love. If Mark could host this show with just Trisha Alfred, <laughs> he would he would rot, drive over my neck. It'd be like one of those movies where you're like, I thought they were friends, like a mob movie and shit. He'd put he's garrotes me and shit. I'd drop behind the bar. Trisha Alfred pops up, stands next yes. to Mark. <laughs> Leave the weed, take the cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're looking for me, kids, you can find me over at thatkevinsmithclub.com. And man, uh, shy of that. Uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is Fat Man Beyond for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernard. Tune in next week. More movie stars. More movie stars. That's going to be our motto yeah. from now on. <laughs> MMS, more movie stars. <laughs> who do you got this week? Not a movie star. Damn it. <laughs> Everyone who's ever been in a Kevin Smith movie. Uh, <laughs> tune in next week. Same fat time. Same fat channel. Smodcast.com or YouTube.com slash Kevin Smith. Snyder Cut! <laughs> This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.